1: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we try to do is bring a conversation to you, our listeners, that's less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off, chill, and just enjoy. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me today is a dear friend of mine. Jim Kim. Welcome to the Insomnia Project, Jim. Thank you for having me. I'm
0: happy to be here yet again.
1: Jim, I'm so I'm so glad to have you. One, because you're a dear friend of mine, but also because when we started the Insomnia Project as an um, exhibit at the um, Nuit Blanche, which is a 24-hour art festival, you were such a key player in that experience <laughs> because Jim is my technical expert. My is a technical (laughs) expert who I often rely on for my technical needs, but you helped make that art installation available to everyone through a, like a, you tell me like, well,
0: we, we basically had to like MacGyver a solution. So we had a software platform. Um, but then we also had to be able to broadcast this live, which was part of the, um, um, exhibit. Um, um, and it, so it was kind of the precursor. It was because of that that we
1: started a podcast. Because you oh. Yeah, because you helped to take what we were doing as an art installation and broadcast it. Now you did it live. Yes. And then we're like, how can we do this? And we're like, Podcast. But anyways, I sorry, I cut you off. You were saying No,
0: something. no, that, that was pretty much it. Okay. And I think the you know, I was there more as uh, soon as everything was set up, you know, you just sort of hope and pray that everything goes Smoothly, but I was across the like I lived across the street at the time, so I think at one point something did go wrong, and I got a a, like a frantic text message, and so I just you know ran back across the street and fixed it, and then that was it. And then it was hard because the one thing with Nuit Blanche is you are going all the all the way through the night, and you had guests coming in, and Mm -hmm. um, and so it it was great to see, but also with the Insomnia Project it's effective so it's hard to stay awake for throughout the night sure and so here i am trying to like stay awake to make sure everything goes smoothly but at the same time listening to the stream and dozing off right so because
1: it it was 12 hours right it started sunrise Or sorry sundown till sunrise Mm -hmm. jim is at his home The entire time listening, not seeing the franticness that's going on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, other than when something wasn't going, right? Yeah. And so you were just dozing off. Yeah. That's hilarious. And you played a vital role because we had all this food donated to us. And at Mm -hmm. a certain point, we're like, we've got all this food. And we're like, where are we going to store it? And we're like, Jim Kim's house. So we brought this food that was sort of contributed to our installation. And it was at your place. And people would go to your house when they needed a drink or some. Some moments of
0: repose, you know what I mean? And it was, it was a great installation as well. Like, mm-hmm. I remember going and um, the the hotel was uh, very generous and just allowed people to come in and sit and sleep in the lobby. Yeah,
1: people would fall asleep. Yeah. I, I don't think the hotel realized when we sort of pitched, we got, we got this hotel and they were happy to be a venue for an exhibit. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know what they were going to get. Yeah. And we were thrilled to get them. And they just thought they would have some visual art displayed and people would come into their lobby. Meanwhile, they had this group of people recording and broadcasting and people falling asleep in their lobby. And at a certain point, they were like, well, there's nothing we can do. They were really cool about it, though. It's the Hotel Saint-Germain in Toronto. If you're ever looking for a hotel, tell them the Insomnia Project sent you. (laughs) Speaking of your home, so you are no longer in that location. It was a condo across the street. Correct. Now you're in your own home, and you've got a home in a beautiful town
0: in Ontario called St. Catharines. Yes. It's uh, one of the few places where um, someone can buy a house for under a million dollars. Right. And I think that was a big thing. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say that I paid $250,000 oh, for a detached three-bedroom house. Oh, it's
1: detached. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. And that was something that I learned as well, uh, being in the in the market. Like, one of my friends helped me out. And I didn't realize that there's a value to having a detached house rather than a semi-detached or a row house. For sure. For me, at the time, a house is a house. Property is property. Right. But he's like, now if you have like... And then, of course, after this, I read an article about somebody who, who had a terrible neighbor in a semi-detached house. And they left their place in disrepair. And so raccoons were getting in from their neighbor's house into their house. And so I was like, all right, I do need a detached house. We
1: should also mention that these are, when we talk about prices, these are prices for Toronto. So if you live in the city of Toronto, like many major metropolitan cities, you're not going to find a home for less especially a detached home for less than a million yeah uh, and st catherine's is between
0: toronto and niagara falls i would yep. say it's is about a- an hour and 20 minutes driving there you go and they're going to be mm. su- they're supposed to be installing uh, a train from the go train is supposed to extend to niagara falls right. eventually and so then it'll be an hour on the train to toronto yeah and
1: it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city or town whatever yeah, it's yeah. considered um a lot of the growing areas around St. Catharines, a lot of our growing belts or whatever, or a lot of orchards and whatnot, if I'm not mistaken, are not far from there. I
0: think you're correct. I don't yeah. know much about the city. Okay. Um, I go there, you know, periodically mm. right now. But um, it, it's, it seems to be a nice place. You know, it has its nice and terrible areas just mm-hmm. like anywhere else. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I think the price was Right. Good. Yeah. What was the
1: biggest learning you received from purchasing a home that you would you would convey
0: to people listening? I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of upfront costs that you might not know about. Right. So if there's a lawyer you have to pay for, there's uh, you know, property taxes and just I think I was going in and I'm like, "Oh, I have uh, a decent down payment and that's it." Mm -hmm. The bank gives me money and I get it. And then later I find out there's, you know, at least two or three thousand dollars that I should have accounted for beforehand. And I was like, all right, well, now I know. There you go. Yeah. And that's before even like trying to do any renovations like that's just so that I can take possession. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. This isn't the first
1: episode that we've done with regards to home home buying and and purchasing a home and dealing with the home we have a two-parter in season one with alexandra so if our listeners are like wow i'm finding this interesting i invite you to go back and listen to those and for those of you who are just finding this calm and cool we're going to continue to talk about (laughs) home renovations because now that home you've purchased you've had it for what just under a year just under a year about six months okay six or seven months yeah and now you're beginning to renovate the basement the basement, yeah. Because I'm doing the exact same thing. Yes. So Jim came over, and I'm like, "Jim, I got to show you my basement." And so Jim is looking at it with a really,
0: really astute eye and saying, "Oh, you're doing this, and you're doing that." And we're both in renovations. Yes, so. yeah. So the basement, and that was another thing I think was the cost of renovations. Mm-hmm. I grossly underestimated how much it was going to cost. Sure. Um, and then even with the correct costs in place. I grossly underestimated the amount of overages okay. that would happen. And it's not, you know, a shady contract or anything. Like, there were legit problems that surface once you tear things it, down. It
1: happens to everyone. Here's yeah. my thing. you got to always sort of keep your mind in the positive. You're doing something great. Yeah. You're renewing your basement, your kitchen, your, your bathroom. Blips are going to come up mm-hmm. that are going to force you to sort of figure things out. But realize that you've sort of stepped into something that is ultimately going to be great. Yeah. So for us, it was the tile. So our rental person had budgeted, made a great budget. We had a great design Um, jam, and we're really excited. And then we're like, oh, but these aren't the tiles we want. Because our rental person was like, I provide everything. I'll yeah. show you. And it was like, okay, and here, is, here are your options. And we're like, no. And then we realized we want a nicer tile that's more expensive. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? And we're like, you know what? Let's put the money in the tile because that's something that's going to be really featured. And we'll just figure out where we can save money and not sort of spend there. So that's we've, we're doing this kind of balancing act of mm-hmm. like, okay, let's spend some here. Okay, we've come up with this.
0: Let's save there. Let's and whatnot. So. Are, are you doing any work yourself to try to save some money? That's a great question. Now, ordinarily I would and I have
1: in the past. But with this particular renovation, we've decided that we're going to use contractors mm-hmm. um, just because I don't know. I just it's it, it seems like a, um, a project that's a little bit above what I can do. Or it will just take too long for me mm. to do it. It would take what what might take what will hopefully take three months to four months, would take me a year. Mm. Just clearing out the basement, Jim, <laughs> was was a task in itself. So I did that. We actually had an episode where I just talk about what I found in my basement, like uh-huh. that, that microscope. Do you don't do you need a microscope? Uh, strangely,
0: no, I okay, don't. Okay. Yeah. Do you need a cooler, a giant cooler, to to cool drinks and stuff? No plates. No, I think we're good. Bowls? Yeah, yeah. We're actually going the opposite way now. <laughs> we're, we're downsizing. We're clearing out some stuff because of the upcoming edition. Yes. Yeah.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. So Jim and his wonderful wife are expecting. Yes. So. This is
0: new news to us, re- like relatively new news to us. And now, I guess, new news to everybody listening. But you, like, I think when you're living in a place long enough, you barely have enough space for your own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then when you're like, well, there's somebody else coming in, mm. then you're realizing you have you have not allowed for anybody else to come in. Right. So you have to start clearing stuff out and then you realize like, I have a lot of stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And you have this little bundle of joy that's coming. Yeah. And now
1: you've got to make space with this little bundle of joy. And you wouldn't expect a little bundle would need as much space as you're going to have to dedicate, right? Exactly. Because it sounds like... Jim is going to be losing his office. Yeah. I
0: think that's, that's, I think the most logical way of doing it. Like we've talked about, and there's like, you know, you talk about co-sleeping, I think is a thing. Yes. And so we've talked about that, but at the same time, like we sleep in the basement and we like it cold and that's probably not the best environment to mm. raise a baby. Right. So, you know, the option of putting a heater in the basement to, you know, make it more comfortable for the baby is an option, but then it would be really uncomfortable for us. Right. Because we both like it cold.
1: I respect that. I like it cold too. Yeah. In our basement, we're putting tile and our Reynolds guy said, like, it's going to be cold. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but because I'm like in the, in the summer, I love to be in a cool space. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but the winter, I'm like, we'll have a little electric fireplace and that'll warm my basement's not huge so it'll do the trick yeah otherwise a rug or throw on a cardigan is what i say
0: exactly yeah Yeah. it's easier to put layers on you can only take so many layers off to get warm yes right that's why i'm more of like a fall spring person than the summer and people are like
1: jim i'm shaking your hand right now (laughs) you can't hear this but we're actually shaking our hands because i'm the same
0: yeah i think i've seen a few facebook memes of people like a picture of toronto in the winter Mm -hmm. and people saying like if you like you can't complain about summer after seeing this i'm like no i i prefer that winter to this summer here's my thing and i know our listeners have heard this before but
1: i'm going to say it again when the temperature is such in the fall that i can walk out of the house with just a, a sweater on i couldn't be happier yeah I get it. And I look good in sweaters. I like the way I look. I don't look great in T-shirts, and I can't wear those, what do you call them, like tankless? Oh, the other sleeveless sleeve T-shirts? And that's not, that's, nobody wants to see that. No. So, at least, oh, not on me. So, I'm always too hot and
0: sweaty. And, and you're Italian. You've got some hair yeah. happening on your arms. You have built-in yeah, insulation. Listen,
1: I certainly do. Yeah. I certainly do. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so
1: you've, you're you're going to alter your office for your for your child? Yes.
0: Well, that's that's one of the plans. We are still deciding on so many things, like, mm-hmm. and not uh, we haven't made any solid decisions on anything. What just about yet.
1: baby names? Now, don't tell me if you have a baby name. I know you wouldn't. But has that come up in the conversation? Have you been bouncing around
0: ideas? That just came up. Okay. Um. And so, there we we've sort of figured out a couple of rules. Okay. oh, um, oh this would can you share the rules with our listeners because yeah i think one of the rules is we don't want it to be too unique okay like we don't want like apple or you know those really stupid yeah um and like there's a certain amount that will that i'll accept and i think there's like sort of a sliding scale on this but the one example that i brought up and i hope this doesn't offend anybody or but this isn't somebody's don't, name
1: don't mention it if you feel your spouse won't want you oh to. no no okay, this okay, is okay. this is
0: one that is on the no fly okay, list okay. um is and i don't know if you've ever seen this but i've seen it a couple times is the name Navea. okay and people use that name because Nevea spelled or nevaeh's heaven spelled backwards oh right and so people are like oh that's so beautiful i'm like that is just so corny and i'm like see i love that i think that's wonderful yeah no no okay so yeah i'm not about that yeah fair enough um and then like standard names like like my my wife's name is jen and she's like that's a very common name so she doesn't want anything too common and then one of our friends recently passed away and her name was julie Mm -hmm. and so we were thinking maybe julie but julie kim is like the most common korean name for yeah yeah korean english name so we're like we can't have that okay um and then the other one, and this might be a weird one, is no, she can't have the initial CK. C K, okay. Yeah. So no Christine Kim okay. or anything like that. And that's because of and this might sound like almost like a stretch, but um, because of the everything that happened with Louis C. K. Oh I see. Yeah, yeah. So now that Well that makes sense yeah, because yeah.
1: you're in the world of comedy. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. What about
0: the name Mick? M. I. C. That would make the baby sound like a McDonald's entree. Okay. What Mc about Midge? M-I-J. Midge Kim? Yeah. That's like the backwards gym. That's right. That's what I did
1: with both Mick and Jim to see. I wanted to test your theory of like these backwards things if those would work for
0: you. That probably wouldn't fly. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But we've also thought of like um, names that are genderless. As well. So that's gender neutral names. Yeah, Yeah. gender neutral names. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Like okay, I can Madison or something. I can tell you a bunch
1: of gender neutral names because a lot of the work that I do when I do corporate work, because the role that I play could be played by a male or female or someone who, who doesn't identify with a particular gender. We have these names that are that could be either gender. And so we have names like Leslie. Okay. Kim
0: We can't have Kim. Right, of
1: course, because Kim 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 would be um, a little bit odd, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's Kim Kims out there. Uh, Dale. Okay. Chris. Yeah. Uh, What are some other names that we use? Um, uh, I just said I had so many. Ashley. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, Chris, I said, Jean or Jean. Oh. Yeah. So there's there's these names that we that we use that come up all the time because yep. they could be used by any actor who, yep. who um, any actor yep. who, who plays the role.
0: Jean would be good because that also fulfills my wish and it's not a requirement, okay. but it's a wish of having some nerd cred. Oh. So if it was na- if if her name happened to be shared with a comic book. So hero, Jean Gray? Exactly. Okay. So what that- about Gray? Gray, Gray
1: Kim. Like as a middle name. So let's say it was like, let's say you picked, what's a common, common name? Let's, let's pick one of these gender neutral names, right? So that we don't identify.
0: Uh, Leslie Gray Kim. Well, that would be good, except I think we also already have... The middle name. Two or three middle names already. So I'm, I've been raised with the shortest legal name ever. Right. Right. So to have like a 30 letter name I think it would just be cruel, cruel punishment for this child growing up sure. and having to fill out application forms later on so I'm trying to keep it as short as possible so we'll, we'll see I, I like the whole um, Marvel's way of using alliteration with the names sure. so like Christine or Carol like that the two hard C or K sounds I really like but I don't know if that's going to fly because I think Jen is also afraid to have two Ks in a name. Okay. All it takes is one more and... Yeah, fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. I, um, I'm not a huge fan of
1: naming a child after a grandparent. Mm-hmm. And... If, if you're named after a grandparent or if this is what you did, more power to you. Yeah. I'm only not a fan of it because my name was supposed to be my grandfather's name. Okay. Because in tradition, in, in, in particular with my dad, who's from southern Italy, in tradition has it that you name your firstborn child after the grandparent. Hmm. But my mom didn't like my grandfather's name and didn't want her son, myself, to be named after my grandfather. Which is? Which is Salvatore. Oh. Sal. Yeah. So she was like, no. And so for her, it was important to have a name that could sound good in both Italian and in English. Or that she liked the sound of it in both languages. Okay. And so Marco won over Michael, which was her favorite name,
0: mm.
1: her favorite English name. She likes how it sounds in English, which is Michael. But she wasn't such a big fan of how it sounded in Italian, Michele. Mm. She liked Michael, and she was like... The problem is when we have relatives or when we go to Italy, his name won't sound the way I want it to sound. Yeah. So.
0: She's thought, she, that's some good thought put into She that. put a lot of thought into yeah. it, yeah. Well, and the one thing is Korean tradition mm-hmm. is that um, the eldest of the prior generation, so my dad is the eldest of his generation. Okay. He becomes the, the patriarch of the family and gives all of our kids um, their Korean name. Oh, really? Right? And, and that's all based on like a certain structure as well. So it's either either a common prefix or a common suffix amongst that generation. Amongst, whose, amongst your dad's generation? Every generation, gen, every generation oh. has one common either prefix or suffix. Okay. So for my generation, the common, we had a common prefix, and it's G. Okay. So uh, my Korean name is G-sung. Okay. My brother's is G-man. And et cetera, okay. et cetera. So everybody in my generation has that. Uh, for our kids, so my grandfather named us.
1: Right, your grandfather
0: did. Yeah, okay. and so my father is going to name our kids. Right. Uh, and they're all going to have the suffix of uh, sheik. Sheik. Yeah, so my nephew, his name is Hyun Sheik. That's his Korean name That's given his Korean name. By- by. By, by my dad. Uncle, or by your dad. By my dad, because he's the eldest of, the, of that generation.
1: Oh, so it's not even the grandfather of
0: the child necessarily. It's the oldest in the lineage. It's, it's, the, it's the oldest yeah, of that generation. Of that generation. Yeah. So technically, based on this, my older brother, who's the oldest of his generation, of my generation right now, um, will name your our child's. grandkids. Wow! Yeah, and not, like all of the grandkids, so my brother's grandkids, my grandkids, you know, my, my technically my my cousins' grandkids. Really? Like anybody who's a Kim, will have their in your family because there's a lot of Kims out there. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. Okay, so how how is it determined the prefix the prefix or the suffix?
0: That I don't know, but I think it switches every generation to so either prefix or it's suffix. It's just something that that yeah. gets
1: known in the in the South Korean or the Korean community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so,
0: wow. yeah, my dad's generation, everybody has the suffix of kyung. Okay. So my dad's name is Kyung, My uncle's Kyung. Wow. Et cetera, et cetera. So that's a pretty cool Korean thing. That is a cool yeah. Korean tradition. Yeah. And so Jen is like, so I told Jen, I was just like, that doesn't have to go on the birth certificate. Right. That's just something like when the Korean relatives come. Right. That's, that's what ha- Yeah. Yeah. So who refers to you as Jae Sung? Did my I say parents. G sunk. G sunk, sorry, yeah. G My parents and anybody anybody who's Korean. Like really Korean. So they don't call you Jim your parents? No. Oh, that's Yeah. So growing up it was really confusing mm-hmm. because um, if I was playing with my friends, they all knew me as Jim. Of course. But then if my mom's yelling at me from the front porch, she's yelling Jisunk. Right. Um, and so then my friends who I didn't who I went to school with but uh, where the, my friends on my street all thought my name was Jason. Okay. Right? And then they all went to a different uh, elementary school. And then uh, for middle school, they came to my school. Mm-hmm. And when we shared the class, they, the teacher would be like, Jim. And they'd be like, who's that? And it would be me. And they're like, wow. no, his name is Jason. And I was like, no, it's, it's Jim, technically. And they're like, why do your parents call you Jason? And then, then I would have to explain to them... The whole Korean thing. And then, right. of course, you know, little Italian kids are like, your parents are weird. Right. 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 Until you find out their
1: traditions and whatnot. Yeah. Because my dad is named Bruno, but he would always tell a story of how when he came to Canada, people would try to call him Bruce because it was easier. Oh. But he hated the name Bruce. So he insisted they call him Bruno. And sometimes he would get into fights about it. And so he would always tell this story. So when i was in my mid-20s as a joke i started to call my dad bruce <laughs> to which the reaction was he did not enjoy it at all and he made it clear he didn't enjoy it but the more he got angry the more i would do it yeah. so much so that my sister started calling bruce and my cousin started to call him bruce and every once in a while my mother would refer to him when she was talking to us as bruce so where we would formally call him dad we were now calling him bruce which is not his name and would aggravate him. And at a certain point he just sort of conceded and we all called him Bruce. So friends who I met later on in life didn't think he was my father because I referred to him as Bruce. They thought maybe he was my stepfather or someone else because they didn't expect me to call my dad by his sort of anglicized first, uh, uh, first name. So that was, that's a funny Uh, names. I find names so fascinating and the things that you
0: can do with names and, and just the traditions with names as well. Yeah. Um, well, people, uh, every once in a while, I get an email, like a soliciting business email, mm. uh, and the person will start it off by saying, uh, Dear James. And that's an immediate delete. I'm like, you you just tried to formalize my name, thinking that it would somehow make me feel better, but no. No. Oh, and one thing, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this movie, but maybe it's something you should watch with your dad. Sure. It's a movie called They Call Me Bruce. Right. Have you heard of this? I, I have. Okay. Um, wait, who's in it? Um, it's a Korean guy. Okay, no. No, it's an old okay. 80s movie, and it's a Korean guy who comes to America, and he has a very difficult name, or it's not that he has a difficult name. is just because everybody he uh, comes across thinks that because he's Asian, he knows martial arts, and he doesn't, but he fakes it, thinking that he oh. can get away with it. And he's an old, he, at the time, he was like a, a well-known Korean comedian. But he looked exactly like my uncle. And I was convinced it was my uncle. And what's your uncle's name? My uncle's name is is Chun Kyung. Okay. Um, And so I was convinced it was him and it looked exactly... And so when we saw it as a family, like, we all... Like, I was the youngest one at the time. And so I thought it was him and it wasn't him. But... Wow. Yeah. But it's it's a terrible 80s movie. But if you want something to make fun of your dad with... There you go. That might be something. Well, Jim Kim, Jason... Jisung. Jisung.
1: Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Thank you. For, I never call you by your Korean name. Now I'm yeah. going to try to learn it. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for being on this episode. Well, thank you for we're having gonna, me back. We were going to talk about home renovations and we got into names and yeah. baby names. Who Congratulations knows. to you and to Jen.
0: Thank you. Thank uh, you. We wish you all the best. All right. And we'll have you back once the baby is born to talk about what's going on then. Oh my God. That's going to be just me venting, I'm sure. Not a
1: problem. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. As always, The Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions, and this episode was recorded in Toronto, Canada.